here. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> My guys. John and Julie on the mics. I was, once again. I, I was like, what is Julie's intro going to be? And of course it is the, the simplest. Hello. <laughs> what, what else could it be, really? Ohio gozaimasu. Man. Uh, hey, welcome back. Welcome back to Why Do People Like Anime? The bitch a is back. A podcast where two people who don't watch a lot of anime immerse themselves. <laughs> immerse themselves in the uh, glorious, the culture of glorious Nippon. Nippon, yeah, and and we sure did. So we've been gone for a bit, and uh, <sighs> and uh, we can only physically promise you and mentally. I've been away. <laughs> But I've returned. We can only promise anew. you a, <laughs> the uh, the uh, a whole new level of content. <laughs> before we before we dive into it, a whole new level of content. Do you have like so when people ask you how'd the trip go? Do you have like a like a pitch or like an elevator summation? Yeah. Hey, how was it? I was. I go. It was great. <laughs> and then I pause. Everything's so clean there. <laughs> That's what you go to. Yes. I, I feel like I, I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. And then I feel like I've, I've had to kind of like curb it with like, oh, we, we had to deal with a lot of airline bullshit on the way back, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to just to kind of, I mean, you it, was, know, it wasn't perfect. Not to like, not to, yeah, not to keep it too braggy. Uh, no one likes a bragger. Yeah. it's uh, But but at the same time, like the first person that asked me, like, got it the worst. Like, I, it was like... The food was great. The travel was great. They do everything better there. <laughs> you know, like it was just endless. The, the toilets. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll, we're going to, I think for the most part, we're just going to talk through like our first time traveling in Japan uh, as people who have never been there. First timers. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how far we get. I mean, maybe we just talk about Tokyo this trip. We can include the Kyoto Osaka stuff. Or and then like the latter Tokyo stuff, but I mean there was just there's so much to the trip. Um and selfishly I feel like this is sort of a a a collecting of memories for both of us that we can <laughs> listen back and be like, Oh yeah, that did happen like that. A little bit. But also I feel like if you were listening to this and you were thinking about traveling to Tokyo, wondering what it was like, yeah, I would probably find it interesting. <laughs> this does feel like the sort of like the culmination of a lot of the stuff I, th- I feel like the podcast has kind of been yes in some but, way but i also feel like i was very anxious about some things and then mm. you were like very unang not you were just re- ready to ready to roll i was down to clown <laughs> baby yeah ready to yeah. rock uh so wh- i mean where do we start but the beginning do you want to do the, the julie <laughs> yeah i woke up you woke up I had to get on an Uber to Newark. Yeah, that, that that's up. not Julie, because you have to you have to get in. I woke the up. I go. you know I you know I I I prepared a lot the day before, but then I had a few to do list items. <laughs> I did have to make coffee. You know, you can't start the day without a cup of coffee. Okay, okay. So we get there, there was not a lot of coffee left. <laughs> let's not let's not do a, a, a genuine Julie. And I have I have a problem with um. Starting the story too far in advance. I just remember, like, <laughs> we were. I remember in college specifically, we were in my room, and it was you, me, and my roommate Alex at the time. Yeah. And you were recounting sort of how your day went, and <laughs> you started with like how something at the subway went wrong. Went wrong, and Alex was just like, "Oh God!" <laughs> like, 
get to the point. <laughs> he literally was like, you literally have not even gotten to it yet. <laughs> and that is kind of defined what it what a Julie recollection of a story so is. So I woke up. <laughs> in, in order to get to like the grievance, you have to include every single every single step along like, the way, misstep or slight or whatever. Yeah, because it's really an accumulation of of all things. <laughs> all right. Okay. We, uh, we flew United. So I, w- you know, I was anxious about the flight because okay. the flight is long. True. The longest flight we've ever been on. Um, Collectively, yes, in in one straight shot. Individually, uh, and yeah, it was long, but also it was like, <laughs> it at a certain point, time stops like existing, and it to me it was just like this is my life now. This <laughs> it was like being in like purgatory or something, or what I imagined purgatory would be like, right? Where it's like it just keeps going. <laughs> Honestly. I don't know what it is, but I, f- I feel like the older I get, the less bad plane travel is. Oh, yeah. I feel, I think I can kind of zone out to where inevitably I fall asleep at some point. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not aware of it. Mm-hmm. And time just kind of jumps around. And, and then you wake up and you're still on the plane. And you're then still the on cart, the plane. And you're like, yeah. oh, the cart's coming. This yeah. is exciting. Like that. And it's like, what, what movie am I going to watch next? Take another nap, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely brought a bunch of stuff to keep pretty occupied. Mm. Persona Five Royal is a is kind of the perfect plane game. Yeah, because it's it's so long that you can just put in like three four hours or whatever and keep it going. Yeah, it's a it's a time killer. Definitely. But, but you know what we did? Uh, we were scrolling through the movies on on <laughs> the the way to Japan, and. I guess like with I I'll, first of all I've never experienced like international movies. The international movie selection was interesting. Like having yeah. like what what are we offering to the international community or whatever. Uh but we saw SSSS Gridman movie. Gridman Universe. Yeah. yeah. And we watched it on the flight. And we watched it on the flight to Japan and I was like I I think I saw it and I was like John. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. The the two movies we watched collectively or sort of in tandem were the Gridman movie, which you know I think we'll we kind of discuss we kind of discussed it. I feel like we'll talk specifically about the anime, mm. or maybe another episode just so we can kind of sure separate them out. Because I got I got a lot of thoughts on the Gridman movie for that sure. I want to drag our, our Tokyo episode down. <laughs> okay, all right. but we watched we watched Gridman and then we watched uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mutant. Mutant know, mayhem. mayhem massacre, <laughs> mayhem mutant <laughs> f- fucking nights at Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we watched that too, which is um, we both fell asleep at the exact same time while watching the Ninja Turtles movie, so neither of us knows how the movie ended. Yeah, we should probably maybe try to finish the movie <laughs> before we try to talk about it. Um, yeah, maybe. But yeah, I would recommend watching an anime movie on the way to Japan. Uh, it, I feel like it set the tone for the whole trip of being like pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah. By little how, little by how surprises. Things, by how things uh, turned out. So we get to Japan. <laughs> we touch down. We're in. We get through customs. We get through customs, which the only bad thing about getting through customs was like the what felt like miles of of pointless line we had to walk through 
that was yeah. really annoying. I think they were just trying to like get get set the tone. <laughs> hey, idiots! You're going to be walking a lot on this trip. Yeah, get in line. <laughs> Stay in line. So we get through, get through customs. We pick up. Our... Can we talk about briefly? There was a uh, like traveling in Japan guide video that played not only at at the airport oh, but yeah. then also at our hotel yeah our first hotel and it was like how to be a cool traveler like how to not don't be a throw your trash on the ground fucking american basically like eat all your food it is respectful to finish your plate right and that would be really cool it, 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 like that's like the voice in my head was how it went <laughs> it was pretty close it was and pretty it was a- like uh like people dressed up in like traditional ish like samurai the, yeah gear. it was samurai <laughs> and sumo wrestlers and you know like geishas geishas all the all the major Being players like stand in step aside so people can get off the train before you get on the train right. <laughs> you know i'm sure i'm sure it's a uh, very helpful for uh, the dumbass americans that travel to <laughs> And boy, boy, are there many of them. Yes. It was definitely tourist season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I guess, I, I feel like the two destinations that I, I see the most people traveling to this year have been Italy and Japan. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Italy, I think, because of, maybe because of White Lotus Effect. Okay. Where there's increased travel based on the show. And also, I don't know, and in, in, in Japan... I feel like, you know, you're cooped up in one because it, I think it probably took longer to open than, than most, other, most other places. most of the other destinations. Um, at least speaking personally, it was definitely, you, you know, watching videos of walking around Japan during the pandemic mm. and being like, I, I, I want to go there because I'm cooped up. Yeah. This is awful. That's where I want to go. And then, like, watching, waiting for, like, the full borders to be open yeah. you know, after the pandemic. Not having to do a, a, a tour or whatever. I'm, I'm sure there's been a surge in tourism there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there really were a lot of tourists. Um, there were certain, there were certain, I guess, areas or things where, you know, I guess are specifically catered to tourists, but, and so, obviously, it would be, like, 40% tourists. Mm. Um <laughs> I think and we'll get we'll 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 uh we'll we'll devote a, a large section of the anime district. For sure. Um but on I, our anime podcast? <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say that area probably had the most most visible tourists. For sure. Um but yeah, generally speaking, um a lot of tourists. I I also so we we uh we get through customs. We pick up our stuff. Specifically, uh, so we went with the the Wi-Fi route, which is basically just a cell phone. Um, yeah. And uh, tip number one, you're going to need a portable battery. Or you need to either rent a battery from your Wi-Fi spot, or um, you should just plan on bringing or picking up a battery. <laughs> because your phone's going to die, because you're basically just running it. <laughs> All day. I wonder what the SIM card route would have been like. So we, we, yeah, exactly. I feel like there's two ways to go. We went with the the the, uh, the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi, because it, it was uh, it was like built into the deal with the JR Pass. Yes, uh, or I just bought it off the same website. So right, <laughs> convenient. And then Convenience. you know, step two is 
get our JR pass. We did the two-week JR pass, and I actually think it would probably not be a good deal at this point. Um, well, also the prices have hiked significantly. Not so. only has the price gone up significantly, but I don't think we even used it enough uh, to justify like how much we paid for it. It was pretty expensive. It was pretty expensive. And, and, and while it was easy to have and... You know, I was like, I can either like try and figure this out in my head or, <laughs> you know, or try try to plan out what what routes we're going to take ahead of time right? or just buy the JR pass. I just went for the JR pass. No, I, and I think I think on this uh, buying it before the price hike, I think it was probably still at least convenient wise, you know, because it the, the main benefits on our trip were. Specifically, getting tickets for the Shinkansen, mm-hmm. the bullet train from Tokyo to Kyoto to Osaka, back to Tokyo. Yeah, and then also the uh, the Yamamoto Yamamoto line, which <laughs> the, is the Yaman y- Yamamoke, <laughs> the, the big the Jamoke, Jamoke. <laughs> the, um, the JY line, which was kind of a big circle around Tokyo and kind of hit most of the major areas that we went to. Here's another fun fact about the Yamanote line. Um, uh they have a dedicated uh not anime but like a mascot every an idol uh, yes it's like a idol program that they created for the train line <laughs> the circle the one yeah. that goes in a circle uh and each each station has a dedicated idol and you can try to find uh either like a cardboard cutout basically of the station's idol. Also, I think I I've also looked it up and every sort of line or station has a specific type of jingle. And I guess this like yeah. one guy created all these jingles oh, wow. for each station <laughs> to sort of like paint a picture of like where you are. Right. Like and and I think I think if like you lived in Japan you would like unconsciously know which you, line you, recognize you were on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah based on the the sounds you'd hear a lot of people sleep on the train so i imagine if you're you know if you're in a light if you're in a light doze and you hear your station's mm. jingle i didn't realize it was per station i thought i thought each train had their own it's either each train or each both. like yeah it might be both but yamanote in specific has uh <laughs> sort of idol idol group it's not a it's not a full blown anime yet, but <laughs> but uh, they, there are posters yeah. up of like this huge of like you know twenty some individual idols for each. You can get merch, and they're all guys. I don't know if I mentioned they're, they're, all, like, they're, they're all they're all good looking <laughs> all boys. fellas. Yeah. <laughs> um. Very so strange. Another thing I I was anxious about was traveling around, right? Because there are so many train lines. Uh, but Google Maps, outside of being like standing looking around at the signs trying to figure out where to go, yeah, for the most part, Google Maps was correct. It was it was very <laughs> helpful. Yeah, told you what platform to go to and all what the stations, train? all what train to go to. Yeah, and the train was exactly when it said it would come. What exit to take, which was extremely helpful. What exit to and and everything was numbered and all of the stations were numbered. So like the Yamanote line 
was JY whatever. 10. 10. And you're like, I know numbers good. Me dumb. Me dumb. Me dumb don't understand the words, but do understand number good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it kind of felt like. Why isn't like. that a thing here? It <laughs> seems so fucking simple. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was just like BK10 and it's like, that's your stop. Yeah. It would be, BK9, it would be amazing. BK8. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was especially helpful with like, the, I was like, how do we know which direction to go in the circle? <laughs> It's like, well, are the numbers going up or down? Yeah, it was, I mean, numbers <laughs> going up or down. And then also, so the way it is in, in New York with our subway is you get on the train and it tells you what the last stop is. Mm. So that kind of, that helps you kind of orient you. But the way they did it on a lot of the trains, you know, so like the, the circle train, I think was out of kind of necessity, but most of the other ones too, it would just like tell you like what, like the major. So like if you're going to like Shibuya. Mm. It would be like Shibuya, comma, Shinjuku, it, comma. It, it would be like if we were like on like downtown Manhattan, right? And it was like next couple stops are Times Square and yeah. then Grand Central uh, or and then uh, Central Park. Like, <laughs> right. Like it, it was it would mark it more by like sort of like landmark stops, you know? Exactly. Like the major stops, transfer points. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I mean, because here it's a little. It's it's just like confusing because it's like thirty four, like thirty fourth Street and forty second Street. Mm. Those have no meaning if you're not from here. Mm. Whereas if it was like, I mean, I guess forty second Street Times Square, thirty mm. fourth Street Penn Station. But why not just like Penn Station, mm. Times Square? <laughs> yeah, like it just seems. It seems like that makes way more sense. So the trains were were pretty pretty straightforward. My mind was like blown when we got on that first train mm. from the from the uh we kind I I kind of fucked up where Also? I'm supposed to take an express but whatever. Yeah, that was a, a couple times we got on an express train when we should have taken a local or a local when we should have taken an express. Yeah, you live and learn. You kid. get off at the next stop, you pretty much could find your way. Yeah. yeah. Not a huge deal. Nothing so out of the way <laughs> that we couldn't solve it. Correct. Um, but also, as a short person, can I just say thank you, Arigato, Gozaimas, for the 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 reachable holds on the train the straps. Those the it, it, straps everywhere. Reach. I don't know what to call them. Handles. Handles. <laughs> That I can reach and hold on to and not break my arm trying to trying to cling to the train for dear life. So smooth, by the way. So, like, do yeah. you even need to hold on? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe a couple times it gave you a little At the acceleration and the, and the gave stop. You a little maybe, kick. But... No, yeah, the, the trains were so smooth. Uh, you, Everyone puts their backpack on on their front. Or they take it off and they put it on the little shelf. Yeah. I don't think we had, in Tokyo at least, I don't think we had to wait more than like four minutes for a train. Yes. Typically. And, uh, but what we learned very quickly was we had all our luggage with us on the first train to our, to finding our hotel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they put these road, road bumps on the street. And I don't know what you call them, except they're like... Sort of like dividers, I guess. <laughs> They're just like uh, 
There's just like the grippy bumps. They're yeah. just like everywhere. All like every sidewalk had these bumps. It made it like very difficult to drag a big suitcase around. Yeah, moving moving the suitcase around was was a uh was a real pain in the ass. <laughs> yes. And uh so our the the, the main I, I feel like this is the only mm. only thing that went wrong on our, our trip, I think, mm. is that I was an idiot. <laughs> I don't think you were an idiot. Okay. So we booked at the APA Hotel. The APA. The APA Hotel in Ueno Park. And surely, you know, typically how I've done it in the past is, you know. You do... put it in your phone. APA Hotel. Ueno. Ueno. Um. And it said, here's one. Yeah, here's here's your hotel. Okay, here's the hotel. Let's let's go to it. Find out. There are there were three or four Oppa hotels within UNO Park within yes. a five minute walk between each other. <laughs> and brother, we hit three. Yeah, we, we went to three hotels and they said, Oh, I'm sorry. You're at Apa Ueno something something. Yeah, it was like Kesei and yeah, I forget I forget what the other suffixes were. You need to go down the street a ways. And it's like So these these APA hotels, they're they're business hotels. They're like low key, like I don't know, they're like run by an organization or something. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's very it <laughs> like is, how do I say this? In, uh in there's a, a way. they have a very strange political agenda. Sure. To dedicated to the uh, the rise of uh, Japan to dominance once again, mm. and so every so our hotel room when we finally got there had literature about the the lies that are, mm. you hear about Japan current. It was it was like total propaganda. It was very it was like so weird. Instead of finding like a Book of Mormon or like a Bible in the hotel, you would find you found these little pamphlets at the APA hotels. I will say this about the APA hotel, though. That breakfast, mm. that breakfast slapped. Like, easily the best breakfast we got from the whole trip. They were they were just, I don't know, something about it. They were just doing it right. But that room was small. Yeah, <laughs> small. The, the, the rooms, generally speaking, are pretty small. I think the APA hotel was probably the smallest. Probably the smallest. Um, but, you know, you get what you pay for it. Mm. $60 a night. Yeah, it was a great deal for sure. Uh, so I don't even think I paid for the breakfast on the second one. I think they just gave it to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that breakfast, the, it, it was a breakfast buffet and it was all Japanese. Like, Well, it was like, I would say like maybe half American, like they had like eggs and like, you know, yogurt, sausage. I think it was like for the most part Japanese. Right. Then they had... uh. <laughs> fried fried roe and fried fish. Also miso karage. soup for breakfast. I'm Woo! all about that. Rice for breakfast. Woo! I I used to do that when I was a kid and like I, it, it it was bringing me back to like <laughs> how, how close are we to buying a rice cooker? Oh, I would love to get a rice cooker. But I I'm nervous that I wouldn't make it as good as the rice that we had while we were <laughs> Rice was yeah, the 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 uh this is the thing about the food. The quality of the ingredients is just like different. Just unreal. It's differently. The yeah, it's just I don't know. The milk tastes like it. It comes from cows that aren't you know fucking 
tortured. <laughs> or like it doesn't taste like it was boiled 6,000 times to get yeah. every micro microorganism out of it. I don't know if we had a bad meal. We had one bad meal. Was it bad or was it underwhelming? Uh, I, I would you say it was weird. You as bad? I, I would say it was a little weird. This is what, the Yomiya? Uh, Yoshinoya. Oh, the Yoshinoya? Yeah. Not a fan. We we went to a Yoshinoya near a train, I think, because we were starving. <laughs> Yoshinoya is is their equivalent. Of, it's like their fast food. It's it's beef bowls. It's beef bowls, beef over rice. Uh, except there's definitely like more touristy ones that would be a little more accommodating. I think we went like during dinner rush, like. <laughs> You hated the it was the big atmosphere. big locals atmosphere, and I felt like I was oh like, you hate it because you're you're a slow eater. I'm a slow. First of all, I'm a slow eater, and yeah. when you've got somebody standing behind you <laughs> waiting for your seat, it's like eat it up, eat it all, and eat it fast. <laughs> a lot of I feel like a lot of restaurants we went to, the energy of it isn't. <laughs> I'm going to sit here for 45 minutes and enjoy my food. It is, I'm here. I need my sustenance. Yeah. Hopefully it tastes good, but I need to be in and out within. Oh, it will taste 10 good. minutes. But the ramen shops, the smaller ramen shops, it was very like, like your food was delivered to you like shortly after you sat down. Yeah. Right? So it, and ordering was not a big problem either. We either ordered on a, uh, machine uh, or an iPad if it was like a little bit m- like a bar or like fancier um, or if they had a menu it was an English menu or if they didn't have an English menu there they, were had photos. A, they had a picture menu yeah, you, could, you could put it together <laughs> but it for the ticket ones you, we would pick our food print the ticket out before we sat down they already had our order and then, or you, you'd hand it to them. <laughs> you'd hand it to them. They'd they'd already have it queued up. Yeah, so that when ready. you did sit down, it was pretty much almost ready. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You don't have the the server like hovering over you. No, it's very. You, you can. I mean, if you need something, you can holler. But yeah, if you need more noodles. Yeah, if you need more <laughs> noodles. Uh, and then when you're done eating, you leave. <laughs> yeah, you're just out. You already paid. You say thanks. Thanks, dog. <laughs> dap him up. Not really. Don't don't dap him up. <laughs> nah. Uh. So yeah, we were the 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 ordering system and like the way that like restaurants kind of worked there. But yeah, if made you made a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So circling back, if you hate China, uh, recommend going to the Appa Hotel because you're really gonna agree with their their <laughs> viewpoints. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. thing. Like, there, there. Uh, it was a very anti-Chinese uh, agenda while we were there. It was, it was very right-wing anti-China. I, I don't know what the equivalent would be. I don't know what that's all about. Like a MAGA hotel, <laughs> maybe. I don't like know. staying at Trump Tower, maybe. I don't know if it's that bad because I, I don't, I can't fully grasp. Like, I mean, what I read was pretty like ridiculous. Yeah, if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can definitely, definitely do some research about. The, the Oppa I feel hotels. I feel bad that I wasn't aware, but you know they are everywhere. They are they are everywhere. They are everywhere. It's kind of interesting using a hotel as a way to further like a push your agenda. Yeah, your ideals. I guess whatever. especially if it's a business hotel, the idea would be that 
you know, they're they're getting the uh, the proletariat. Oh, for sure. They're going to rise I, up. I wonder how much they sort of uh, knew or were aware that they would also attract, like, young tourists. That too. <laughs> like, like, the people trying to travel on a dime, but not quite the capsule hostel situation. <laughs> right. Okay, so, Appa Hotel, next day. <laughs> uh, do we, we just... went to Sensoji. We did. Uh, and we, I kind of planned us to sort of like hang around Ueno that first right. uh, uh, day because I was like, who knows how much we're going to be able to do. Uh, Sensoji, a uh, huge tourist spot, gigantic tourist market, but yeah, it was fucking cool. It was cool, but also I would not have, I wouldn't recommend going to a uh, huge tourist spot on the first day i think there was this urge to like let's go we're here we gotta do it (laughs) yeah uh but i was still very out of it i don't know about you i remember virtually like very little about (laughs) sense og uh i remember the the bird in that pond (laughs) exactly i remember big red thing yeah the, there's a big gate and there's like a big like shopping um like stalls going up to it's all it's, it's all, all it's a lot extremely tourist like stuff and, get your katana here yeah you're throwing not, stars yeah more so there like, are katanas more so like okay <laughs> fine it, it's it is like one of the biggest temples that's yeah. like you know when you look up what to do in japan it it does show up I'm surprised how basically all the temples there's, I mean, not all of them, I guess, but a lot of them, there's either market stalls around them or like vendors inside of it, mm, which I yeah. thought was a little surprising. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess I wasn't surprised by it. I mean, I, I guess that's, I guess it's a lot of, maybe it's not something you see a lot in America because I don't know, maybe our religious sites aren't as, uh. I don't know what happens. They're not so like ingrained. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what happens the, when you walk into St. Patrick's Cathedral. There's definitely I don't like know if they have merch. There's definitely merch. They do. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. A- and also, I'm thinking of like Europe as like a, a good <laughs> balance for this. Like, um, like if you go to like the Vatican, there's a gift shop. <laughs> yeah, there's merch. There's definitely like merch, and a, there's different levels of of quality to the merch. <laughs> The the merch at the shrines felt it didn't feel like uh shitty. It's mostly uh like luck charms right. or or fortunes. Um some of the shrines and temples we went to had fortunes that uh were free. You just like do or donation. Donation, yeah. <laughs> and and a lot and a lot of sort of like the ritual of it is uh you you do want to like give a coin at these shrines you're given an offering you give an offering you you to to pray to the you know whoever's soul is there or, or to to whatever the shrine is uh built for you know yeah uh so that way you do your 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 prayer cuz it's like yet it and this is where I start to started to be like, I don't know. <laughs> Cuz we went to some 
shrines that are like community shrines you know like they were just in the neighborhood. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not tourist spots. Sensoji is like a tourist spot. Yeah, and some of the really big ones are like clearly tourist spots. <laughs> and and most of the tourists there want to do the thing, but they don't really know how to do the thing. Right. You know, they're like doing bows and claps and ringing the bell, and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> Whereas, like, not Buddhist or like, you're walking through a temple and you see like a salary man, yeah, walk up to the shrine and give an offering and mm. go along as go about his day after. I forget where we were exactly, but there was one that we sat at for a little while, and people would walk in, give their offering, do their prayer, walk like walk right back out. <laughs> was it when we were? I think I know what the one you're talking about. Yeah, and we were just watching like. I, students for the most part yeah like go in do that that's like just in part of their routine and then like continue on with their day i and i think you said at one point you were like i just love how casual the the spirituality is here well it's like ingrained into i feel like every like the everyday you know as opposed to um (laughs) you know i mean i don't I'm, i'm assuming not everyone's going to temple on Sundays, whereas it's, I mean, I, I don't know shit. I have no idea. I have no idea. I think you just go when you want to go or need to go. When you want to or need to or you're around it. Or you feel like it's time, you know? I like that. It's uh, it's more of like a personal choice, and I don't know tons about Shinto or Buddhist beliefs, even though I went I don't to know all, these, nothing. Yeah. all these places. Um. There was, that is one thing I was like, outside of a tour group, I don't know how you would learn about, like, what each shrine is, what's going on at each place, and what's the I mean symbolism or purpose for doing X Y Z thing. I mean, you could look you can it up, look I it guess. up, <laughs> you can look it up, but a lot of like the placards and stuff are yeah, as as two kind of. As two Baka Gaijins walking in, yeah, you know the the shrines are not they are not for us. <laughs> They're like it's, it, it. It felt more like a like a. I know what you mean. What's the word like? Look at this Japan thing. <laughs> <laughs> like the bigger ones. No, I or mean all 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 in general. Like. It, it the the bigger ones oh like it's it's like a oh this is like a traditionally japan thing to do so yeah go to this one yeah versus they're like this one's big and like looks cool so right. definitely go to that one go to that one and then you don't have to go to another one yeah i think the saddest thing i heard the whole trip was there was somebody walking behind us australian <laughs> obviously <laughs> just paint a picture here there was somebody walking. Shout out Australia! Or, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just shitting on the Australians for no reason. No, I, I no. <laughs> we we love our Australian audience. Uh, they they were just like a couple of people walking behind us, and they were like, "If you had one day to do anything, what would you do?" And he was like, "Oh, oh, you should definitely go to Nara. Like, there's this temple there. It's like huge, and it's like all wood." And he's like. Yeah, well, we kind of did the temples already because, you know, we went to this other place 
Like, where else would you go? And then, you know, we hadn't gone to Nara yet at that point. Well, he point. specifically said, I'm kind of templed out. He was like, I'm kind of templed out. I was, was like, like, what? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I was like, where do you think you are? Like, come on, man. Yeah. But then also, like, going to Nara later on, and like, spoiler alert, Nara was like probably the highlight of the trip for me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just like a day trip. It was so easy, you know, Yeah. to like get there and like do these things and like experience that little area. And then that temple there is like completely different than all of the other ones. Yeah. In so many ways. <laughs> it was a, it was a truly incredible. Yeah, we'll we'll get more into. But it, it's like the idea of being like, oh, we're, we've seen we've kind of seen a bunch of temples already. It's like, motherfucker. You haven't seen this one. I mean, yeah, but they're all kind of different. Like, they're all kind of different, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it, it was interesting kind of gleaming what other people's itineraries were. Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I got this. It's, you know, you would see certain types of people <laughs> in certain areas, and you would never see them on the hike or on... Yeah. At the temple. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And we specifically didn't do any tours. I don't know if We did we did a tour. We did I'm sorry. We specifically didn't okay, yeah, we did do a tour. <laughs> Singular. Um and we'll get to that. <laughs> but we didn't plan anything outside of like the Ghibli Museum tour. Just correct. Let's just yeah. say it. I'm sorry, did I say Ghibli? I meant Ghibli. Ghibli. So, I, you know, we're not We're confirmed. not a couple dumb hicks. Okay. We know that it's pronounced confirmed Ghibli. Ghibli. By, Ghibli. By the seasoned tour professional. <laughs> tour guide who's been at it since the 90s, seemingly, or yeah, the 2000s. Okay. She, she had been doing it a long time, and, and she said it's Ghibli with a J. Ghibli. She even said, I know you Americans pronounce it Ghibli, but in a Japan, Ghibli. we say Ghibli. Yeah. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, write that down. <laughs> and you did. And I did. All right. So we, we immediately went off sort of like the plan after day one because I thought we were just going to be like tired and worn out. It was also like we were tired and worn out, but we yeah. were like living in a dream, you know, <laughs> kind of, especially at Sensoji in like the hot sun <laughs> with thou- like thousands of people around. Yeah. It was like a daze. And I feel like Ueno is gorgeous. Like Ueno is kind of cool. Yeah. The, the big market. The streets there sort of like under the train. Yeah. Are really like. Uh, beautiful and sort of off the beaten track I feel like for a lot of people there was like a perfectly scenic street that was like kind of like whoa when you walked down it yeah felt like I was in a dream I mean a lot of the places it felt like that and then uh, we went on we went to Akihabara that first day too we oh yeah we did <laughs> for, for okay just to, a just lot to of, get into it there's a lot of layers to this <laughs> Um, I want to say that, uh, I'm very much generalizing here. Okay. But I'd say that as a whole, 
Japanese people have incredible style. Dude. There is, uh, like, on a day-to-day, like, going out, just friends being friends or whatever, most Japanese people are pretty well-dressed. We were walking home one night. There was, like, a porno store in, like, a basement of a building. Mm. And the guy coming out, the the pervo coming out of the the porno (laughs) store, had on, like, a nice fit, like, a nice button-up, dunks. Mm-hmm. It was like fit his figure and he looked cool coming out. At, like even even the perverts are looking good. We went to a punk show and there was like a a guy in a full suit getting off work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? the, yeah. The, oh, oh, yeah. This, and then there's like the salary man culture. Everyone's in a suit. But even like like all the young people looked really good. Mm. Um, All the Americans and Westerners and Akihabara. Please, this is this is my message to all of our listeners. Anyone listening to this, have some self respect. <laughs> Don't fucking show up in your basketball shorts and Legend of Zelda shirt. If you're if you're showing up in a Legend of Zelda shirt, there's nothing here for you. <laughs> I mean, actually, there's a lot here. There's for you. There's definitely a lot here for but you, but also, <laughs> what are you doing? It. I I de- I definitely felt like oop. <laughs> Everyone here looks really nice and really put together, like. And all the Americans look the like shit. I think one of my friends described it, and we met up with my friend Lebby. Shout out! Uh, she said there's either office culture, like office wear, like salary men, whatever. Right. Uh, there's kawaii culture, and then there's what did she say? I forget what the third one was. And then there was a third one. <laughs> All I remember is she said that I can tell you're into fashion because of your haircut. Yeah, that stuck with you, huh? Which is a really. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. You're like affirmed. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like my haircut. You're like I am in fact in fat into fashion. So, like I I feel like I don't know if it's been a recurring theme on the podcast, but I feel like uh, seeing perceiving others who are enjoying or or engaging in a thing i i think i've i've slowly kind of you know mm. it, it no longer irks me i guess on the same level but it was just it was just kind of like come on guys like i feel like you've i i feel like it used to be like a really broad thing and now you're like very specific about it you're like are you getting excited over the link statue like at, at the nintendo store like in know, japan i don't like- know wh- <laughs> i don't know what it is about legend of zelda specifically that that i feel like you've you've narrowed it down to just legend of zelda for some reason why that's like the target of ire it's like i don't know i feel like it's it's not not even legend of zelda legend of zelda guy specifically yeah cuz i like the game like i mean i know I like Majora's Mask and like Wind Waker and like the games are fun. All right, let's not let's not get okay. off track here. Okay, okay. We, we can dive dive deep on that some other time. Akihabara, for those who your... are not aware, is sort of like the anime. Well, so it's it's like the as as your friend explained, it's it's sort of like the anime tourist area. Yeah. And then Ikebukuro is maybe like the the real head if you know you know area. Yeah. I think I think what happened to Akihabara is it became more of a tourist destination, so it started uh, accommodating f- towards more tourists. Whereas it used to be very much like the hub for electronics, like, electronics and yeah. anime culture, and like kind of like weirdo shit. 
Um, but then the tourists caught wind of that. And I, then it was yeah. like, well, we need to put more <laughs> stuff for the Americans. More UFO the... catchers. Yeah. More. I mean, so that's where that's where like most of the anime like shopping stuff was was kind of. And it got crowded. It so... got it got crowded for sure. Um, and all the all the stores, it was like there would be eight floors, and so you either think ahead and you take the elevator up to the top, and then you know walk down and and be strategic about it. But that first day, I think we walk, we did a lot of walking up the up the, up the <laughs> floors, and really, really went for it the first day. I don't know what I expected, but also like I guess I didn't put together that like. It was going to be eight stories of of an anime shop. It was going to be which is so unfathomable. Like even I mean completely unfathomable. Like thinking about it right now, <laughs> just the fact that there's there were essentially there was more than one building like this. <laughs> just like a like a like a imagine a toy store in New York being like one floor. Yeah. There's there's kind of nothing here. Mm. You know. Um. <laughs> so. First day, I I thought it was all very cool, right? Yes. You, you you see like these cases of figures. Wow. Um, it's just like what I what I thought it was going to be. A lot of you know, a lot of <laughs> lot of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, a lot of Demon Slayer. I know that anime. A lot of Dragon Ball Z. A lot of lot of Ava. Oh wow! Ton of ton of Ava stuff. You know, you, you see like the the cases that people rent. I like that show and they sell them secondhand you know and it's it's all very cool <laughs> you know you go you go up higher and certain stores are selling you know all the all the anime figures you could want right mm. however and more, and more that you didn't think anyone wanted and then ones that you're like oh very specific type of person wants that and then you're like oh god <laughs> yeah there were there were uh maybe we should stop going up <laughs> so we went to the the <laughs> Mandarake complex, Mandrake, Mandrake, <laughs> on the first day, and so, you know, they they had like their floors separated into different uh, objects, right? So you'd have figures, you have manga. Mm. We went to the eighteen plus manga because I was like, "Fuck it!" I didn't know we were going there, well, but we why did. not? We walk in, and the first thing Julie sees is a very explicit image of uh, your your two faves. It was like Soletta and um, Miss Murine from Witch for Mercury. I didn't need to see that. <laughs> I, it made me upset. I, well, not upset, but I was like, okay, here we are. Like, Come you on. Know? Like, I was like, woo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that was just like the tip of the iceberg. of. But it was also like seeing like a lot of everything all at once. Is it, It's like, holy shit, dude. Like, it was also, it was also funny like the you know when it's like accidentally clicking on a pop-up and you're like whoa <laughs> so every every floor you go into like you know like the person greets you and so even even like the adult you know yeah the hentai the, floor they're like hey hey how's it going welcome you know it's just like all right like very normal just like what was that video i uh, it was like hey guy on the street i'm looking to find some hentai oh yeah and they they were like well what type <laughs> yeah it was, it was like very it was like weirdly normal yeah <laughs> um so yeah the the an, there are anime figures aplenty and and more and more 
and it got to the point where it's it's very so so there's there's two levels to this the first level is that uh speaking for myself you were like i gotta get one i got i got very swept (laughs) up in it i wound up buying a bunch yes um you were like, I'm here. They're everywhere. I don't want to. I don't want to list. My chance. I don't want to list out every figure. Uh, there's a, fo- we'll, there's, a we'll, there's a picture. We'll post a photo on the on on the Instagram. You can see for yourself and I don't mm. know, point and laugh or whatever. Mm. Um, but you get you get swept up in it by how kind of normal it is. Mm. Um, you know, not not to say like I've I I certainly have anime figures or at least like. Small ones. Small ones, right? Like I have the Nendoroids of uh 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 Shinjo Akane from Gridman and then a couple others that were on d- heavy discount from uh Kino Kunia via <laughs> the my girlfriend gals. <laughs> um so you know, I I thought they were kind of fun. You know, I, I have them up on my shelf. Um but man, I I, I kind of went meatball mode on the on the figures cuz yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to create a list of like Char- Just in case I see one. Characters I want to get. And then, you know, I wound up getting a figure of all of them. Those were... Uh, I mean, the the golden nugget was... Farmer Ray. Farmer Ray. Which is... We were both like, if we see Farmer Ray, we're going to get her. Because have you ever seen something so cute in your goddamn life? <laughs> it's been like a running running joke to some degree. Because yeah. we have a... There's a book off here. Book off is a chain of... I, I guess it's basically like a big thrift store slash mm. secondhand manga store in Japan, but they have a couple of U.S. locations. Um, so every time we go there, we're like, oh, I wonder, wonder if the Farmer Ray shipments in yet, yeah. <laughs> or if they've gotten their uh, allotment of, of Farmer Ray figures. And they we never... did not only just find, we found one, we found two. Unbelievable! It was pretty wild. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so we got it, and you know, I wound up buying a bunch of others. Yeah. And I don't know, it's it's like you So I I had two effects, right? Like there was getting kind of wrapped up in it where it's like, oh, this is normal. Ooh, I can kind of build out a little collection here cuz I love I love I love collecting stuff. I I've collector brain rot. <laughs> um and I'd run out of my medication by the last week, so I was definitely <laughs> You're affected. <laughs> my 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 the the urges I have to like buy a lot of shit that are usually suppressed <laughs> by this medication, uh, we're no longer being suppressed. We're no longer being suppressed. <laughs> we're in free fire mode. Um, so there's that. Like I I definitely got swept up in that. However, there's a part of me that was like, man, this is so like, like what is what is this? This is I I uh. Jumping ahead here, but there was a there, there was like a a night where I went out to all the anime shops. You were pretty tired, um, and I was, you were like, "I'm going back to those stores in uh, Osaka and in Den Den Electric Town." And I was like, "I'm good." <laughs> and so I I put in. I was listening to trance music, just staring at all these figures, and it, and it really was like a like a crazy. In some cases, it's a very like warehouse style, like stacks, like just stacks of boxes of anime. Like girls. you are surrounded. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, I I feel like going through so many stores, it just all it's 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 a uh, it it kind of fries your your neurons because it's <laughs> you know you're looking at all of these like 
I don't know, um, anime characters and like just like the boxes and the poses and just like the faces and all of like these these objects. I'm telling you, you're just like visually inundated. It is in a lot of these places. It is visual overstimulation, just like kind of going through all of it, and then, but then you, you know, you see like the same figures at every store, and it just like, I don't know, <laughs> it's it, numbing. It gets it gets numbing, and it's <laughs> like you know, I I have like a headache at the end of it. Mm. Um, I, I kind of like by the end of in it, a bag I was, of three, <laughs> three by, more. <laughs> by the end of it, I'm like, I don't want to fucking look at another anime character or figure for and then then we went back to akihabara (laughs) well that was a strategic uh oh that was a strategic play that was a strategic play for you know (laughs) i I will say my where it kind of lost me was uh i mean the figures were cool it's like for me it's like i don't have the desire to to buy one except for farmer ray come on you're you're not you're not a collector um, I don't have the like urge to that I need to own it. I love looking at stuff, and I love like, yeah, I would say I love looking at stuff <laughs> is where I'm at. Like, I love going into shops and like seeing things and being like, "Wow, that's cool, that's cool." Um, but I'm not like it must come with me. <laughs> I have to own it. Yeah. It, and if I am shopping, like I have to look at it and then like go home, think about it. And if I still want it in like a couple of days, then maybe I would consider going and getting it. <laughs> but we don't have that sort of like luxury in these places. So when for you're, the most when you're part, traveling, it's uh for the most part, I didn't buy very much. But what was really like turned me off was the amount of sort of the acrylic stands and the acrylic yeah. keychains and the acrylics. <laughs> So there's one chain called Animate, which we went to went to two locations. We went to the Akihabara location, we went to the uh uh Ikebukuro location. And very quickly, so the way that it's it's kind of designed is, you know, every every floor kind of they divide up all of the different um the media properties. So there's like a Genshin section, there's mm. a there's this game called Idol Master that's very popular in Japan that has no English translation. Um, I guess it's like a mobile game and a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. So there's that, you know, and then there's the traditional Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. And then a thousand anime you've never heard of. And yeah. Then but stuff it's... that isn't, ha- hasn't even come out yet. Right. <laughs> Chainsaw Man everywhere. Yeah. So, and, and so these stores, everything there, it's, it's all acrylic stands, I guess, like you, you buy and just, you just have like an acrylic, you know, 2D picture picture of an anime character um pins and buttons and pins buttons and cards what it what folders. is the obsession with cards and folders folder culture and, is very big apparently and, and mystery boxes mystery boxes it was all it's <laughs> all tchotchkes tchotchkes it was like a big big it was like a warehouse of tchotchkes and people and there were just a flood of people in there there's so many people <laughs> and it was clearly we're in the minority here. I mm. mean, I don't think this is a very popular thing in America. Mm. Although Animate opened a store in Southern California. It's but coming. Poor and small, it's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, you know, so like I, I really, it all just seems like cheap to me. I mean, so, some of it's it just, I'm like, this is all just like crap. Yeah. I did buy a keychain. <laughs> you, you bought you bought a little keychain. Yeah, but 
you know, I it was just like uh, after you've seen so many, you're like, I guess I'm gonna get a keychain. It's like it's it's uh, <laughs> I kept thinking about you know like the story behind um the first wave of Star Wars figures. No. So, Star Wars was a a success that surprised everybody, and there was a a fever for figures, <laughs> and so in order to like meet demand for Star Wars toys, they started. They started relabeling old toys with like Star Wars logos and, and imagery. So you would have a cop helmet or a spaceman helmet that is suddenly a rebel fighter helmet. Mm. And for the figures, they sold basically a big gift certificate saying that in the future you will get these figures. Meanwhile, here's a cardboard box or whatever. It, it all felt like the cardboard box or the relabeled cheap stuff in order to kind of get out um <laughs> sorry <The> product <laughs> get out the product as quickly as possible and as much as possible as cheaply as possible so mm. while it's far obviously far more time consuming and expensive to you know model a figure or model a i don't know whatever it is a lot cheaper to just print something onto a button buttons i was about to say buttons so many buttons I like I like enamel pins. We got a couple enamel pins at the Ghibli, but that's I feel like that's like a it's an art form. I just feel like if figures are like the high end item, then like <laughs> then there's the smaller figures, <laughs> and then there's the acrylic stands, <laughs> and then there's keychains, and then there's pins, and then there's buttons, <laughs> yeah, and then there's paper, literal tiny pieces of paper and then if you really can't even afford that it's a hundred yen for a gachapon and maybe you'll get your favorite character yeah, we did a couple gachapon you got your favorite pokemon gumi i did get a gumi out of a gachapon and i did pokemon. win a tiny little bear keychain <laughs> from, a, from the, the ufo catcher crane from game. a crane game yeah and thank God I did because I was satisfied and that was <laughs> I it. didn't have to win win one. <laughs> I, was get, I was getting real real upset at the crane games. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like uh There's like... a big gambling culture. I feel like that's like I was kind of like unexpected. A lot of pachinko par like complexes. Pachinko complexes, but then also like if you break it down, there's pachinko and there's like you know, slot machines. slot machines and casino stuff. And then there's crane games, which is basically gambling <laughs> because there's no strategy to a crane game. You're either going to get it or you're not. There's like light strategy. But when you're there, you're not really like going to pull off some sick strategy and beat the game. Well, it's like... <laughs> it's a carnival game. <laughs> the, the way... I mean, obviously, it's, you know, you... It's on a timer, right? Or it's on... Every ten pulls, one of them will have a full strength claw, which or is whatever you know gambling. And so you know you're, when you're playing for figures that cost a thousand yen, yeah, it it adds up very quickly. And then there's Gachapon, which is like gambling, gambling, but you're get you're getting something. You don't know what you're gonna get, but you get something. Blind boxes. And then there's blind boxes. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you will get something, but it, you're gonna get something random. It's just like. This this these like constant levels of, of uh, sort of what you gonna get. I, I don't I don't fully understand pachinko and the slots because I don't think you're actually playing for money. I think you're playing for 
tickets or the balls, which you can trade in for prizes. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, you can tra- later trade those prizes and sell them mm. at like a, a a location either in the building or. I next think there's to some it. sort of like cash out system. Yeah, I full I didn't I didn't fully understand what was. Okay. But... Yeah, we went into one of those pachinko places and it was fucking loud in there, dude. That was a real neuron frying experience. And and like they say that like oh it's you can you know you're tourists like you can go in and like one of our people will like show you how to do it. No no no, it's just it's just insane. Like yeah, the 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 amount of noise and the amount of people that are in there. <laughs> yeah, there's was so, overwhelming. <laughs> so there's that which is really overwhelming, and then there's every anime. So many anime media properties have licensed themselves to pachinko machines, including yeah. the Genesis Evangelion. So there'd be huge Ava advertisements all around Japan. Mm. For the pachinko machine, mm. which was like, really? Like, all right. And so we went in, and so there was like Ava Pachinko. There was Kaguya Sama Love is War Pachinko. Godzilla Pachinko. Godzilla Pachinko. And it all looks sick. Yeah, it's all, like... I mean, it, it's it's definitely activating the, the, the good chemicals in my brain. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's the good chemical when it goes off. But like you know the sound of pachinko, you know it's like the little ball hitting these like little sticks. It just multiply that times like a thousand. It's, it's like <laughs> a real dopamine. It's all <laughs> dopamine. It's all just like dopamine. Uh, what a rush! What a rush! I tell you, when I won that little keychain out of the crane game, I was fucking stoked, dude. You were stoked. And then how fucking mad were we when we couldn't win the fucking figure the out Saleta. of the, the Saleta figure? It was hanging on by a thread, and yeah. we could not get it to knock off, man. It was fucking infuriating. And there were two people after us who tried it, and it was like everyone was like trying to get it. But everyone it was... was like, it's hanging on by a thread. Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. Just dumping money into these machines. Yeah, we I guess we played a little bit of like actual arcade games, but not yeah. not too much. Yeah. Um. There's like complexes where there's like the drum and the DJ machine, like yeah. arcade games. Usually there's like crane games. And it, again, floors, 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 eight floors, nine floors of games. It's a, it's, it is truly insane. So what really blew my mind it was just how I, I feel like there's a real culture of archiving in Japan that doesn't exist necessarily in America. Mm. When you think about um <laughs> whether it's uh you know whether it's video games or clothes or figures um records I I feel like those those are sort of like the main interest areas we we kind of explored and it you'll you'll so and I think there's a lot of videos on that store, but there's a that sort of super potato that we went into, and it, it's insane. Where you go in and they have sealed copies of Final Fantasy and Zelda for the NES, mm-hmm. just sitting, just perfectly wrapped. I mean, obviously it's at a premium because it's 
you know, these are, these are older games now, but, you know, just, just seeing like all this, all this like crazy stuff that I would never, you know, just stacks of like Famicoms and stacks <laughs> of old consoles and, and just things that are kind of perfectly kept in the boxes and everything, you know, it was, it was very, um, it's very crazy. There was a, a copy and, uh, I did, I did not buy it. Did not cop the thousand dollar copy of Serial Experiments Lane <laughs> for the PS One. Unbelievable. Which was I, I couldn't. I think it it, it either had, it was either se- originally sealed, and looking up looking up later that significantly obviously raises the price or whatever. Right. Um. Or or it just had like the original like packaging around it. Mm. Um. F- frankly, it's a very cool artifact. It is insane that a Serial Experiments Lane game exists. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've played it because there's ROMs of it and everything. And I've, I've played it and it, it's so, it, it is, it, it lives up to the show in that it's kind of illegible and nonsensical and insane mm. where you're just going through characters' audio files and dreams and stuff. Um, <laughs> but if I, if I bought... So here's the here's the collector thing that I don't necessarily understand about video like vintage video games. If I buy the eleven hundred dollar vintage copy of Serial Experiments Lane, what do I do with it? Do I frame just, it? No, you just look at it. So I just look at it on my you shelf. You put it in your case at Ooh. home. Ooh, here's Lane. Yeah, and then when your friends come over, you're gonna say, "Come, come here, come look at this," and you open your garage. Check it out. I got Lane. And you're like, not the car. This. <laughs> Yeah, this. this costs more than the car. My car caught, bought for four hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Could buy four cars with that. Um, so it's like you're like, let me open my chest of archive materials. You know, I I get figures, I get cards, I get records, mm. I get clothes. Well, I, why it's any of that looks cool? It all it all looks. I mean, I, I feel like there's there's a displayability. But then also like um, the. Maybe it's something to do with sort of the potential of the item, you know? Oh, like an investment? You remember that Nardwar thing where they, like, give him the uh, the sealed copy of, uh, of, like, a cassette or something? And he's like, and a sealed copy. And he, he just rips it open and, oh, like, Nardwar pop, freaks and, like out. opens it. And he's like, that was a sealed copy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, I feel like Nardwar's kind of, like, t- pulled it back on the gifts. For sure, or at least like stuff that he's okay parting with. <laughs> yeah, but it's just the yeah. the uh, the sort of like pure form, you know. Boy, if untouched. I, if I had the time machine, I'm telling my dad one buy a house, buy mm. multiple houses in San Francisco, <laughs> as much property as you can. Two, buy as many boxes of the original Pokemon cards, <laughs> and just fucking. Hide them. Yeah. Set a timer. For bury t- them. <laughs> bury them. Set a timer for Seal the 20 chamber. years. <laughs> the pandemic hits and everyone's inside and everyone's like having a weird existential return to childhood mm. and opening Pokemon cards. And then you sell them on eBay for fucking $200,000 a pop or whatever. Now that we're talking about cards, <laughs> one thing that you said, and we went to some of the Persona locations that are like based off of real places. Yes. And one thing you said was when you're in the game, there's like card shops everywhere. And you're like, that's weird. Oh, I was talking there's about. There's no card shops in America. Like, oh, like yeah, watching. 
watching like Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid mm. and thinking like and and playing like the yeah playing the games and being like, man, uh, a world where there's a card shop on every corner <laughs> sounds like heaven. Yeah, <laughs> you know where you can go in and just like buy specific cards or whatever. You know, I mean, there are, there are a couple stores in San Francisco that were like that, but wasn't wasn't the utopia that uh, Seto Kaiba envisioned? <laughs> Glorious Nippon, of course. Many stores that are just dedicated solely to selling Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh and mm. all kinds of stuff. I I I definitely, I would say the two the the three areas I kind of stop myself on in order to just just focus on kind of being an idiot with clothes or specifically like uh contemporary clothing and anime figures and plushies you had to draw the line somewhere i drew the line at, at cards which could have got i mean could have gotten ugly could have gotten ugly because it's like you're <laughs> you know looking at like i don't know blue eyes cards from the original crazy dark magician just seeing it is like whoa like three three of them <laughs> three of them how to draw the line there how to draw the line at vintage clothing, which it's like, you know, we, we Another one. went to a store in Harajuku where it's just like, oh, an original fucking Warzone shirt, an original Madball shirt, an original, like the very first Smith shirt. Here's <laughs> Bono's jacket. John was like flipping through shirts at this place. And all of a sudden he turns to me super fast and goes, we got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Because your impulse was going off to, to cop <laughs> an original bolt thrower shirt, yeah. like all these, all these like crazy fucking artifacts that you just like never see. Like, these things aren't cheap, though. By the way, they're like less than what you would buy, like buy them for in America, but they're still not cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still like you're still spending like a thousand dollars on shirts. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're getting more of them. But, but like the whole like only a thousand dollars, you're like, oh God, I gotta stop. <sighs> Why am I, yeah, like once it, once you're, once it becomes like that, then it's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And records because records. it was, it, definitely a lot of cool records. I'm a, I'm a little out of the record collecting game for mm. the most part. Like, I don't think I've bought anything new in a while. Mm. I'm trying to, get rid of some of my old stuff um <laughs> dealer 69 on discogs <laughs> if you want to buy a record oh my god um <laughs> you start know peddling your goods <laughs> <laughs> start peddling my goods here uh if you want if you want some cool threads uh hit me up on grailed okay <laughs> no I'll, I'll do that another episode um yeah card shops everywhere everywhere oh god, i was gonna say something now i can't remember oh so like the first couple of stores you see, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, let's let's go in, let's go in, woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're like, this is great, this is so sick. You're like looking at figures, like, wow, wow, and then you're like, oh, oh, card shop, it's a card shop, so yeah. cool. <laughs> you're like looking at all the cards and shit, and then like next store over, oh, it's another anime store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go in. Come on, well, we gotta go in. Got it. Then you're like. Next door is a car shop. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Next door is a car shop. The uh, and then you're like, do we need to go in this one? And you're like, no. <laughs> the novelty wears off. Uh, I mean, I think for some people it never wears off, but well, it was just like, uh, and it's overwhelming. When, it's overwhelming, but it, and it, you know, at a point you're like, what am I looking for? You know, like it kind of all blurs together. <laughs> My friend Libby was saying that there's certain sh 
stores and shops that uh sell like specific genres of things right so like if you know what you're looking for you can you i don't know how you would figure this out like as a tourist or whatever uh like if you don't have a local being like this shop is all like cute girls stuff right and like this shop is like one floor of good and then three floors of hentai <laughs> like yeah. this this shop this shop mostly um uh what's the building stuff <laughs> sorry <laughs> like oh. uh, model kits and yeah. um Gun- gundam and gundam yeah. yeah exactly so much gundam a lot of gundam definitely i mean i have a set that i need to still build so yeah no 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 buying sets john there is no it, but also like how do you get these like huge, get huge boxes back i was back uh i was like very surprised that i didn't realize there were like model kits for like you know girls not model kits for girls but model kits of girls <laughs> model kits of girl gundams yeah Girls in Gundams. Girls in Gundam. It's, just it's female the crossover characters. of it's the crossover of anime girl figure and Gundam. Because I believe Gundams are for all genders. <laughs> yeah. They are not a gendered <laughs> interest. Thank you. <laughs> just want, just want to clarify. <laughs> clarify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely went to Gundam Base, um, and we definitely went to uh several Gundam shops. Uh and there's like a uh, sort of showroom <laughs> the tamashi nation's uh yes. empire the bandai i guess it's their flagship figure series so and then there's there's like levels of gundam which i didn't even expect to see there's like um there's like the ones you build the box sets and then there's like the customizable ones there's a a whole sort of like painting and and building uh kit bashing kit bash yeah, yeah. kit bash your custom like, making stuff your customs and then there's like showing sh- like selling and showing your customs <laughs> right <laughs> like seeing ones that people have made for sale like i thought that was very cool ones that were custom painted and some i mean just there's a part of you that's like this is cool i want to get into this and then there's a part of you that's like this is insane (laughs) yeah i mean the level of of tiny detail that goes into this uh we've built a few patience for it (laughs) built a couple sets and it's definitely like it's a little intense yeah it's a step beyond legos for sure yeah uh Uh, and then, yeah, the painting and the tiny stickers and, like, little, little teeny tiny details on these, like, massive pieces. And at the the Gundam base, specifically, uh, there would be, like, um, competitions, I guess. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? <laughs> who can build the fastest? No, like, just, just the artsmanship thing. Yeah. Like here are fifty six. Here's a fifty six Gundam that are in the running for best whatever. Yeah, that was that was pretty trippy. And you're like looking at what everyone's done. Like, I saw one that was like half black, half white. I was like, that's so sick. <laughs> but then there were like a hundred others that were submitted for this like contest, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> how does how does something that's like 
this is this is what it is. This is this is the thing you bought and you put it together and that's what it becomes. Like how does that translate to a, like I'm going to make this a creative 100 pursuit. 100 different options, right. <laughs> you know. Just from painting it. <laughs> yeah. And adding stuff, I guess, right? Like surely or subtracting stuff. Yeah, kit bashing where you're you're like using one kit and you're bashing it onto another kit. Yeah. Time-honored tradition. The time-honored. It uh it's just something that doesn't exist here that you just it's simultaneously like, wow, there's so much of this, like that's incredible and you're like and then at the same time you're like I've seen I've seen over a thousand Gundam. <laughs> yeah, like holy shit. In like shit. 3 days. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I've seen I've seen every Gundam kit. And then I've I've also seen an, uh, a sixteen foot tall Gundam in the courtyard. <laughs> yeah, boy that was moves. that boy was that wild. We didn't see the, the I guess there was like a huge one in Yokohama, yeah, but yeah, whatever. We didn't make it. Whatever. It's a big it's a big place. It's a big it's a big country. <laughs> um, Tokyo alone is like huge. Tokyo is huge. Anyway, uh, day two. <laughs> with, with, God. <laughs> so, I mean, we've completely gone off the rails here, but uh, I do think this is going to be a two-parter. Yeah, at least. So, I mean, we spent some time in Ueno, and then we we spent one night at the Godzilla Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. The Godzilla View Room. Yes. The beautiful Godzilla View Room. I wish I could have... The Hotel Gracery Shinjuku. I wish I could have gotten it on on video, John checking into the hotel. <laughs> and and specifically, they're like, one night? Uh, and he, John goes, yes, one night in the Godzilla View Room. And she goes, excuse me? The Godzilla View Room? <laughs> yes, the Godzilla View Room. <laughs> I I listen. I was I was. I, it sounded like, like this is the only reason we're here. <laughs> well, it sounded like she said a d- normal double room or something. Yes. Like, no. Or, or she, she she. So I want to the big uh, man. Excuse me. I booked the Godzilla view room. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, there's so there's, you know, there's a giant Godzilla head at the the hotel Grace Gracery. Which is why we call it the Godzilla Hotel. But there's also a Godzilla suite in the hotel that is different, like completely Godzilla themed room. There's like a Godzilla much bigger. foot. Uh, yeah, I could. I, uh... It's a whole like it's like a presidential suite type deal, you know. Like I'll be honest, extra, extra guacamole. I tried figuring out how to book it, but there's no. I don't know. I guess you gotta know someone. No specific way. Yeah, it's like I I guess you email them or something. Mm. I don't know, but it wasn't like book it week one, week two, or something. But then there's there's rooms that are the windows face Godzilla. So you look out your window <laughs> and you see the big man. <laughs> Hence Godzilla view room because there's a Godzilla room yeah. specifically. But besides that, uh, I would say I don't think you need to book the Godzilla view room. Probably not. I hate to say it. <laughs> well. Because while it was very cool to look out our window and see Godzilla, um, 
you can walk up to him in the <laughs> lobby, and it's very cool. <laughs> there he is. And it's very cool. And you can see him from the street. Julie, and... when I wake up and I look out our window and I see him <laughs> right there, and I see the uh, the behind the scenes, like how he's propped up and, you know, like how. So there's like a wall. Uh, so when you walk up to him in the lobby, there's like a wall and he's like leaning over, you know. Your voice building. really cracked on wall. <laughs> wall. <The> wall. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's been a while since we've talked for so long. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> uh, it hides all of the behind the scenes things. From the Godzilla view room, you can see the lights. You can see uh, <laughs> the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and by when i say you can see the lights the lights turn on at night okay so it's it's bright you look out and you're like ah jesus it's like you're staring into the floodlights <laughs> thankfully they turn off at about uh eight yeah so. and also you can close the curtain clear you, you blackout should. curtains yeah. almost everywhere in japan brilliant also just another japan tip japan tip for you um <laughs> We used luggage forwarding. Oh, um, thank you, Yamamoto Group. Yamato. What? <laughs> I think it's called Yamato. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it's it, you can find it. It's also called Takubin. Uh, is another one. Uh, it's like a black cat carrying a cat, <laughs> which is very cute. Once I pointed that out, your your heart was very warmed. And my heart was warmed. Uh. Basically, in Japan, if you uh, bring your luggage to to these like Takubin points, sometimes your hotel will do it for you. But in our experience, we had to go to the luggage forwarding place. It wasn't too bad, but it was. There was always one very close, but I think most the biggest walk we had to do was like ten minutes with our luggage. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. So you've bad. got like your giant suitcase. You don't want to like drag it on the Shinkansen. Or on I don't think the you, subway. I don't think you can. I think they, yeah, because they, you have to like reserve it on the Shinkansen in advance, and it's just like it's a fucking pain in the ass. It's a huge pain it's in the pain ass. Pain in the keista. Because there's also like a lot of stairs. <laughs> okay. <sighs> yeah. There's certainly a lot of escalators, but there are a lot of a lot stairs. of stairs that yeah. you probably might need to drag your suitcase up at some point. We said fuck that. We. <laughs> If you drop your luggage off, it will take it to your next place. I want that big cat carrying my luggage. In 24 hours. So what we did is we like uh, packed our bag and had a separate like backpack. Or I, I had a tote bag, uh, which was also a mistake. Just get a backpack, a big ass backpack. Let let both let both shoulders carry the weight of your 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 baggage. Yeah. Tote bag was a mistake. It got like very heavy. <laughs> what? Like the double entendre there. <laughs> yeah. Drop off your big suitcase. They'll take it for you. It was kind of like 3,000, 5,000 yen, depending on how far it was getting taken. But like Tokyo to Kyoto, no problem. It was there the next day. Yeah. You know? It's very weird to think about. Yeah. How did they do it? How do they do it? I don't know. A, tr- a truck. They put it on a truck. <laughs> I'll tell you how they did it. They put it on a truck and drove it there. <laughs> Train. Hard to say. But man. Uh, yeah, that it was, was... It was very easy. And we also... There were coin lockers. So 
we spent one night at the Godzilla Hotel, um, and then we had to go back basically and and check back, back to the into, Oppa Hotel. <laughs> we had to check back in for <sighs> very, a couple days. Very sorry that in Ueno. Just because John booked it when he was, he was like, I don't know what our plans are yet, but we're gonna stay at the Godzilla Hotel for sure one night. For the the my my as this this came in the form of a Christmas gift. The yeah. way I, I did it was I booked the flight and I booked one room at the Godzilla Hotel because I yeah. give you a Godzilla Christmas card. Yeah. So like, uh, and so we used a coin locker for that night. Yeah. We put all of our stuff in a street coin locker. Which, you know, it felt bad when we did it. I was like, this is a mistake. <laughs> We're putting all of our belongings for the next two weeks <laughs> just on some street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for like 800 yen, our entire suitcase was in a locker. And it was there when we got there the next day. So Miracle. we left it overnight. It was totally fine. Yeah. Uh, felt good. Yeah, it was like... A, it, it's it's like the sort of instincts you have in America to like not trust anyone, <laughs> uh, to to not leave your stuff anywhere unattended. That's kind of not a thing in Japan. Like everything was very safe. Nobody nobody stole our stuff. I mean, we didn't. I guess I guess like you know if we were at like a restaurant or something specifically like the buffet, mm. you just put your stuff down at the table and then go get it yeah versus like all right you wait here i'm gonna go get my food yeah i think i did that once and i was like i guess i don't need to do this yeah <laughs> but even just like yeah the coin locker's safe nobody's busting into the coin lockers it's not a scam like it's just something that exists to make it easier for everybody <laughs> so you True. don't have to carry all of your shit through through the very tight subway system you know uh things in the efficiency things in the public infrastructure for the public good maybe a a recurring theme Mm. in japan yeah i mean you know we'll 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 talk about our overall uh conclusions later but definitely Mm. something i I notice a lot so which did you like better at the godzilla hotel the godzilla head or uh, every time they played the John Wick trailer, me, <laughs> me, me saying yeah, at the same time Keanu Reeves does. Oh uh, yeah. Also, why was John Wick for uh, what was it called? Consequence. It was called John Wick Consequence in in Japan. Yeah. So the Godzilla Hotel is attached. There's there's, there's a, a cinema. Theater. There's like Toho Cinema is like right underneath it. So you walk past it, and it's like the trailers for the movie. Every time you walk through this tunnel. So every time we would come out of the tunnel, it would be playing the John Wick Consequence trailer. You ready, John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like for you. Uh, one thing I did not ever find out was like a couple times we came out and there were just like lines of people waiting for something. And we never figured yeah. out what, what they were waiting for, but they would all be d- be gone by the <laughs> by by like very quickly by like lunchtime. Yeah. Surely it was a bus. Like it had to be a bus to somewhere because it was all like it seemed um, to like work related or work related school related or something. Mm. Yeah, I can I can can figure it out. Can suss it out. It was definitely like a meeting point, um, and it was cool to see Shinjuku change from day to night. You know, and like the, there's like the, these big bars that start to light up, and 
Yeah, it's a very it's very a uh, nightlife district. Mm. Um, Kabuki Cho is like the subsection. Kabuki Cho. Kabuki Cho. What I say, Kabuki Cho. Kabuki Cho. That's, that's that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. But Kabuki Cho makes so, way more sense. One of those. Kabuki Cho is in Yakuza Zero. Uh, and so you you beat up people, and so I I don't know. It was like it was it was funny. <laughs> It, it was funny, like the areas that you were, you would have familiarity with based on a media and seeing it in real life. And so my familiarity with uh, Kabuki Cho via the Yakuza games was kind of funny. <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You want to cap it off here? We, and we can keep going. Well, yeah, time. let's, let's cap it off here. I'm getting, uh, I want to be at full energy when we're recounting some of this stuff. Uh, uh next time so uh, uh, yeah uh next episode there's so much more that we haven't even touched on uh we haven't but even it discussed was like, uh, a certain pocket monster franchise yes for sure there's there's so much more so i don't know tune in next week and we're gonna be talking more about pokemon pokemon cafe experience Ghibli music. Winning the lottery? Question mark. Winning the lottery. (laughs) Uh, And more general Japan stuff. And uh, yeah, if you like the podcast, you can like the podcast on Spotify. Leave us a five star star rating. You, dude. We're on iTunes. What is who? Who? You can give a five star review, dude. It's just my voice is going, man, and I can't control it anymore man or follow us on it <laughs> i'm not doing it on purpose <clears throat> take it away john uh you can follow us on instagram at why do people like anime you can email us why do people like anime at gmail.com um that's that's about it sorry my voice is going out i i, just, I think it's very cute we just haven't podcasted in so long and i there's it's so much i want to say <laughs> One month since we talked at you. Yes. Also, there's several anime that we have. Ooh, yeah. Just locked and loaded. SSS Gridman Universe being one of them. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie being the other one. And there was there was one that I saw it so much in Japan that I was like, we have to watch it. I have to know what the deal is. We watched it and it was great chef's kiss that we will discuss a later date lots to come thank you Thanks so much for, for listening, listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye sayonara 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 <laughs>